Episode 1. Smartphones. The word technology may strike a different thought for different people. However, it's fairly common for these thoughts to be held in a more negative light. The general public holds a similar mindset about technology. It's not good for us. Most popularly held in this mindset are smartphones. The thought of smartphones, for many people, is accompanied by the thought of lazy, brain-dead teenagers and young adults, the type of complaints you might hear prior to the quote-unquote good old days. Besides the common today's generation complaints, there's also many genuine concerns about smartphones. People worry about cancer and mental illness, and their children not developing necessary social skills. There are understandable worries when coming to the new developing technology that so drastically shapes the way that that society (laughs) grows and changes. The real question is whether these worries are backed up by genuine evidence or more by pseudoscientific studies and statistics. There are concerns surrounding cell phone usage and its connection to cancer. This fear is usually based on pseudoscience, stating that cell phones give off harmful radiation and thus cause cancer after long exposure. This has been time and time again studied and tested. The National Cancer Institute did its own study and stated the results were inconsistent. These studies have been done on much older versions of cell phones and focus primarily on possible health concerns with the antenna. Since then, there have been tons of studies on the more modern smartphone. These studies show that despite common belief, the smartphone is safe, even inconclusive studies pointed towards the results of the cell phone posing no cancerous physical threats. Physical and mental threats are very different. They pose different worries. Before going further, clear. Statistics do not prove things. Statistics give the correlation and not the causation. So generally, statistics can help lead us in the right direction of the answers, but cannot actually be used to directly find the answers. The difference between correlation and causation is often blurred, and this creates many misconceptions when it comes to getting information. So statistics saying teenagers with a cell phone are more commonly depressed doesn't really tell us that the cell phone is the reason they are depressed. Rather, it tells us that the teenagers with depression generally also have a smartphone. This doesn't tell us that it is actually causing the depression rates, but it rather tells us that we may look into the possible mental health effects that cell phone and social media has on the developing brains. The worry about mental health with smartphones is generally more common in children and teens. Parents often worry that the smartphone is causing the children to be more isolated, and thus more anxious or depressed. While there are many statistical studies on depression and phone usage, there is no proof that smartphones are are the cause of depression rates among teens. In fact, anxiety has only been proven as a temporary side effect to cell phone addiction among teens, something that does not happen to every teen, despite common belief. According to a NeuroCore article, When compared to other types of addiction, like alcohol, drug, and gambling, this is a noticeable similarity. This imbalance can be trigger feelings of anxiety and panic when the addiction isn't satisfied, and also contributes to poor attention and control. While this is concerning, it is also important to remember the basics of addiction. Not everyone faces addiction in the same mediums, and there are common symptoms of addiction. Not solely smartphone addiction. The same could be said about caffeine addiction. Addiction is in, to technology is a concern, as any addiction is, but it is important that the addiction in, is the user error, not the iPhone in your pocket. So two.
is the narration resumed? The technology-growing world is met with many celebrations as well as many concerns. While medical advancements continue to boom, with machinery creating faster, safer, and more successful medical projects, and things like communication and travel also grow forward, there are also things that are seen as negative. Of course, with every new advancement, there are pros and cons, things that do good and oftentimes the consequences of these things. Whether these negatives outweigh the positives is commonly debated, some even claiming that the positive effects are close to non-existent. The most common complaints are that the new generation doesn't know how to interact with the rest of the world, that smartphones are isolating the youth. If you ask anyone over the age of 40 about their biggest complaints about technology, they would likely say things along the lines of, these kids don't have to talk to each other, they just ignore everyone around them, and next, something about, these kids don't know things. The internet just tells them stuff, even if it's not true. Honestly, these are things I have personally heard. The quote-unquote unplugged generation has led itself to believe that the world is doomed, that the internet is to blame. The question is whether these beliefs are based in fact or fiction. To claim that the internet is completely isolating the youth is to completely ignore what use they have for the internet. Norman Knight, director of the Stanford Institute for the Quantitative Study of Society, has similar concerns, saying, The internet could be the ultimate isolating technology that further reduces our participation in communities, even more than did automobiles and television. In concept, th this sounds like a big problem, something that we should be looking out for. However, there is no actual proof of people being more isolated due to the internet. People have isolated themselves from each other in many different ways. When there wasn't the internet, there were newspapers and the growing automobile industry and television that people would bury themselves in. This isn't a new concept. Humans, while being very social, do not commonly converse with people that they do not know. When an adult complains about these darn kids not even looking up or engaging in conversation with them, they assume that these kids are isolated and don't speak to anyone. This is greatly flawed in the sense that we were all taught the mantra of stranger danger. Furthermore, the use of the internet follows many different activities. That young man sitting on the bus staring at his phone intensely could be studying for his bar exam or his medical license. The girl at the restaurant on her computer and headphones could be writing the next best-selling novel or finishing up some homework. These activities are commonly and objectively more self-improving than engaging in small talk with the strange older man across from you on the bus. If this is the case with everyone on their phone all the time would be unrealistic. Oftentimes, this is a downtime activity. When people aren't working or studying or doing homework, that's their downtime. And without knowing what that person goes through during their working time, we cannot claim to know that they are lazy or lesser because they use their phone during their rest time. Now, the claim that the younger generation is somehow going to become dumber due to the internet is simply a repeat of every great technological advancement ever. Socrates, the great philosopher himself, once said, Writing will create forgetfulness in the learner's souls. Because they will not use their memories, they will trust the external written characters and not remember of themselves. The specific which you have discovered is an aid not to memory, but to reminiscence. And you give your disciples not truth, but only the semblance of truth. They will be hearers of many things, and will have learned nothing.
Socrates, the famous philosopher, was against writing and book studying because it meant that people would no longer be required to memorize their scriptures. On the invention of paper, there were complaints about students relying on paper, not knowing how to properly use their stone tablets, talking about how doomed these students would be when they ran out of their paper. On every technology and complaints, and so now that we face complaints about the internet and technology, remember that. Episode 3. The end of the world, or more of the same? Sarah Carson once wrote about a town that led itself to destruction, writing, No witchcraft, no enemy action had silenced the rebirth of this new life in this stricken world. The people had done it themselves. A world that was destroyed, the people having taken it for granted, this is the biggest belief that society holds about technology. It is leading to the downfall of this world and its society. This belief is that technology has begun to take over in increasingly negative ways. This belief continues to affect the way that people view the usage of technology. The question is, is this based in fact or fiction? To begin, it is important to point out for, that for this belief to be based in fact, it would entail that key things have begun to dissent. So I will focus on two specific things things that are generally seen as more important, the economy and employment rates. These two things go hand in hand, and also go in hand with the societal belief that the younger generation is lazier, lazier and has a lower work ethic because of technology. The economy has actually been very positively impacted by technology. The Bureau of Economic Analysis recently released a point, report of a 4.1% growth rate in the economy, the agency even said that's a big jump and represents a brighter future of economic activity after the recession. And this is about the impact of the technology industry on the overall GDP. With the concept of the economy, there's also employment. A big worry is that employees will lose their jobs to the more efficient and inexpensive robots in the new age of technology. It is generally accepted that the growth of technology can lead to short-term job loss. However, the concept of a long-term job loss is still a controversial topic. However, the idea of technology taking over jobs completely is more of a dystopian trilogy ideology than an actual problem. Technology boom at a glance does look like it is taking jobs. The agricultural manu manufacturing fields have been quickly filled with m machinery. However, with closer inspection, it is seen that rather than simply taking away jobs, the increase in technology has simply changed the priority of employees. Rather than having employees sitting at a factory belt creating one piece of an object, these people are instead used in things to keep the whole system running. Things like tech support and IT have become a growing industry with growing need. CyberStates, a company that shows the technological economy and its impacts, stated, In 22 U.S. states, the IT sector was among the top 5 economic players, and it was among the top 10 in 42 states. This is a growing job opportunity. Todd Thibodeau, president and CEO of CompTIA, the company in charge of CyberStates, went on to list the findings of other job sectors that continued to need human employees. 
Careers in teaching, medicine, power and energy, and other more advanced manufacturing continue to grow with the growing technology. The growth in technology has allowed for the focus of labor to, rather than be completely wiped out as commonly believed, grow in other, arguably more necessary places. The belief that this world is facing a descent into troubles within the economy based on the fiction of the average futuristic dystopian movie than it is on fact. The economy faces growth, the job opportunities, despite popular belief, are not being taken away, but are allowing focus in more important areas such as education and medicine. In these three episodes, I have brought up key and common beliefs about technology. From the mental health of the average iPhone user to the overall impacts that technology has on the economy. This has allowed me to show that though these are common beliefs, things that you may hear and be told as fact, they aren't necessarily correct. The general society believes in, in technology are more on pseudoscience and fears based in fiction. The robots aren't taking over, and even if they did, we are the ones who created the internet. We can shut down some rogue AI, and if worse comes to worst, we can just pour some water on it all, and then we win.